beautiful soul, if you date at the level of your self-esteem, that means that you also marry at the level of your self-esteem. Today, we are talking about singleness. Yes, your singleness is not a curse. Your singleness is not a burden. Your singleness is not a punishment from God. In fact, your singleness is an invitation from God to you, for you, by you, for you to build the foundation of your partnership. Are you ready for the latest episode of the I Said No podcast? Let's go. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Hola, como ta? Welcome back, you beautiful, magical, mystical unicorn being. Yes, that's you. You who press play and are listening to me today. Welcome to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. And by now, if you are a loyal listener, you should know what I'm going to say next. Hashtag what? Say it with me. ISM pod and to all of the new listeners who are here for the first time or maybe the second time to see if this is what you really want to do. If this is where you really want to be. Welcome, 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 welcome. You are a part of my soul family, my vibe tribe. And here we greet everybody with respect, honor, and dignity because you deserve it because you're a beautiful soul being. Yes, you are your unicorn. You happy summer solstice, everyone, no matter where you are, when you listen to this today, when I'm recording it, is I believe the second or third day of summer. And here on the East Coast, we had Seattle, London type rain for the entire month of June. And now that we are at the end, the home stretch, the last few days of June, we finally have received some beautiful summer weather. So I'm feeling good emotionally. I'm feeling great about it. And I'm happy to have the sun shining down on me. What about you? What are you happy about today as you press play? What are you grateful for today? What brings you joy? What brings you pleasure? What puts a smile on your face when you think about it? What makes you feel alive? Tell me. Tell me. Yes, I want you to tell me. I feel like you guys need to write in more. I feel like you guys need to ask more questions. I feel like you guys need to send more mail to me so that we can have more You Got Mail segments. I just want to know. What's going on with you? And it doesn't have to be a question. It can be a comment. So tell me, what, what is your soul saying? What has your soul smiling? And what has your heart beating with joy today? Let's take a breath together, shall we? Inhale deeply through your nose. Mm -hmm. Let that stomach poke out and stick out. Ooh, deeply and exhale. Inhale gratitude. You are here. You are present. You are alive. That heart, it is beating. Inhale gratitude. Ooh, and exhale everything that does not serve you, that doesn't make you happy. One more time. Put your hand on your chest. Feel that heartbeat. Let's inhale gratitude for a heartbeat. And let's exhale all of the things that hurt that heart that is beating in your chest for you. Be very aware of the blessing that it is to breathe, beautiful soul. Be very aware of the blessing that it is to have a life, breath of life blown into your body every single day. Every single day. Many of us do not understand that so many people do not wake up. So many people die in their sleep. So many people don't get to go to sleep because they are not meant to make it another day. But you and I, you and I, I and you, you and I were meant to do just that. And we are here together today. 
I am full of gratitude for you for many reasons, but today in particular, I am full of gratitude for you, for those of you who were missing me last week. Yes, those of you who hit me up via Twitter, DM, or email and was like, no new episode next week. You taking a day off? What's going on? I am grateful that you miss me on this microphone. I'm grateful that you anticipate my presence in your earphones bi-weekly. I am grateful that I make an impact where you look forward to what I have to say, what I have to share, my energy and my presence. That is a blessing that I do not take for granted. So those of you who did miss me and wanted to know why I interrupted our normally scheduled podcast session is because as I said on Twitter, I have nothing to say. Mm-mm. And I'm not about forcing anything. I am about attracting and not chasing. I'm about attracting and making a place where people want to come and press play, not about forcing people to press play and just putting out content just because I'm fearful that I will lose a listener. I'm fearful I won't get a comment or a like for the day. I'm fearful. I'm fearful that someone won't subscribe. That is not how I roll. And that is chasing, not attracting. And I want all the creatives that are listening to know that you are allowed to live your life in order for you to have something to talk about. You have to understand that you're doing yourself, your craft, and your audience, your following a disservice by thinking that they need only surfacey content, by thinking that your audience only has um, the capacity for automated nonsense. It's a disservice to them. It's a disservice to your craft. And while some people just want to listen to stuff, just to listen to stuff, and some people want to tweet and post just to post, I believe, I believe that the people that I follow and the people that listen to me have substance and have subtext about their text. Does this make sense? I believe that my listeners and the podcast that I listen to and my fellow podcasters are better than just putting out content just to be seen. Mm. I believe it. I believe it with my whole heart and my whole soul. So again, those of you who missed me, I missed you back. But it's important for me to be authentic and transparent and live and feed my soul and not just speak to be speaking. I want to speak to have a word. I want to speak to have a dialogue. I want to speak to have uh, uh, something to say. And I went to record And I literally had nothing, in my opinion, worth saying. So I'm back today. Here we are, Thursday, if you're listening to it for freshly. And it might not be Thursday where you are. It might be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, my voice is going. Yeah, wherever you are, whoever you are, whenever you press play, I'm glad that you're here today. So. What else do I have to be grateful for today? I am grateful for the response from the Save the Date for the I Said No podcast live that I posted recently. Um, um, can we just talk about how you guys just affirm me in so many ways? Can we just talk about your magnificence for a second? Can we talk about how some people are flying to New York City for Labor Day weekend? Can we talk about how some people are taking a bus? Can we talk about how some people are driving just to come see me in a bar in Brooklyn? I mean, what? How did I? Who am I? What did I do to deserve this? 
Whatever I did to deserve this, just know that it does not fall on deaf ears. It is not taken in vain. We're going to have a good old time. I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to meet so many of you in person and to embrace and hug you and look you square in the eye and, and, and just connect with you past Instagram, past Twitter, past SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I am glad to be a part of of a creative world where people support each other past just listens. I'm in a creative world where people support each other with not only affirmations and listens, but we support each other's businesses and we're buying tickets, whether we're showing up or not. And we are showing up and we are sharing and telling people and we're subscribing and we're leaving feedback and we're doing all of the things that are necessary for these platforms to see us and take us to the next level. And we're putting money in each other's pockets. We're helping feed each other's family. So whether you're buying a lip gloss, a t-shirt, a ticket to an event, a mug, a service, uh, a subscription, subscription, whatever you're doing to sow into who you believe in seed. Wait, no. Whatever you're doing to sow a seed into whoever you believe in, I commend you. I appreciate you for sowing seeds into my life. And I hope that I am giving you a piece of what you give me. And if not, respectfully, feel free to tell me. I'm human. I fall short a lot, um, just like everybody else. And there are times that I can step up my game. And I'm very, very aware that I am not perfect. And I'm very, very aware that I am okay with constructive, respectful criticism. I'm appreciative of all of you. And I can't wait until the tickets drop. They drop mid-July. So get your coins ready. Probably around the 15th of July, they're going to drop. So get your coins ready. I'm only selling, I think about, I think I'm only going to put 50 tickets on sale. Yeah. I think I'm going to only put 50 tickets on sale. And every time I had an event or have an event, they pretty much go quick. So I would recommend that you get up on it. If you're not subscribed to my mailing list, you should be. Why? Because they get everything first. Mm Mm-hmm. My Vibe Tribe mailing list, you can click the link in either one of my social media bios, that is Facebook, that is Twitter, that is Instagram, and you can sign up for my mailing list. Everybody in my mailing list gets hit up with tickets and all goodies first. So if they sell out through my mailing list, then they sell out through my mailing list and then they won't be released to the public. If they don't sell out through my mailing list and I have some left, of course, then I will post it uh, for everyone else to purchase. I have DJ Go In, my favorite DJ, my favorite New York DJ on the ones and twos. And he's going to, let me tell you something. Hmm. This guy plays no games, okay? He is going to give us a 90s, 2000 Afro Beats. I said 90s, 2000 Afro Beats mashup. You understand? He is going to make sure that your feet are moving in that bar. Okay, we're going to do an early meet and greet, right? The first half hour, maybe hour going to be, hey, how you doing? Let's meet. Let's get a cocktail. Everybody talking, music playing. Okay, chilling. Then we're going to bust out the show, right? I'm not going to be before y'all too long on that stage because I actually want to talk to you and mingle with you, right? So I'm going to do what I do on the stage. I'm going to do your beautiful souls and your hello boys. And it's time for the big pink elephants in the room and whatever, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, adult eyes and whatnot. But I am not going to be before you long. Why? Because I want to twerk with you. I want to twerk with you. I want to twerk with you. I want to take a shot with you. I want to take a picture with you. Um, And I want to tell you what merch that you should be buying. Yes, because guess what? Exclusive merch only will be sold at the event. Yep. 
T-shirts just with phrases and slogans just for people who are there. If you're not there, then you will not get it and it will not be on sale on my website. And that's how I feel about it as of now. But you know, mama like her coin, so that might change. But as of now, I want to have some exclusivity happening at the hashtag ISM pod live. And you know what? It's my one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. One year on the mic as a solo podcaster. I'm celebrating and I'm happy and I look forward to seeing you there. And I am grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful. Lord, God knows I am grateful for everyone who will be in the room, whether it's one or 100 or 1,000 or 100,000. I am going to give you the best that I got. Right, Auntie Anita Baker? Baby. <laughs> Let's get into today's show. You know what that sound means, don't you, beautiful souls? It's the big pink elephant in the room. The big pink elephant in the room. The big pink elephant in the room. The elephant is pink. The elephant is big. But you keep acting like you don't see shit. Big Pink Elephants. For my new listeners, the Big Pink Elephant in the Room. Pink Elephants is a segment where we discuss topics that people normally would ignore or walk around, that they would pretend is not there. They don't address the Big Pink Elephant in the Room. But here, here on the I Said No podcast, here on hashtag ISMPod, we address Big Pink Elephants in every single room. And today's Big Pink Elephants is singleness. Are you ready? Are you ready to discuss singleness? I want you to know that this is not just a show for those who are single. This is also a show about those who are in relationships and those who are affianced and expected to be betrothed and who are married and those who are divorced. This is for everybody. Everybody who ever has connected with another human being in a romantic way. So before we begin, of course, you know, I like to define things for the technical definition based on a dictionary and based on Google's dictionary, single as an adjective means only one, not of several, right? That is adjective one. Adjective two means unmarried or not involved in a stable relationship. As a noun, it states that Single is an individual person or a thing rather than a part of a group. And as a verb, it states that single is choosing someone or something from a group for a special treatment, i.e. one newspaper was singled out for criticism and not the others. So when we talk about single, it is clear that it states that it means only one and not several, not being in a group or a relationship or my favorite, the verb definition about something that is used for special treatment. You were singled out. If you would go there with me and understand that the best definition of single is the verb, because I'm okay understanding that I, I am special and I am singled out with my singleness. Does any of that make sense? I'm going to say it again. You are special with your singleness because you are singled out. You are singled out full of single specialness. I don't, I don't know if you hear me. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It might be random and jabber and blabber to you, but a lot of you are out here worrying about always being with someone instead of worrying about being with yourself. And if you approach singleness from the verb standpoint, which again says choose someone or something from a group for special treatment, if you would approach your singleness 
as special treatment versus a curse or a burden, I believe that you would have a better time being single. And when I say a better time being single, I don't mean that you're saying you're having a great time because you're having a lot of random sex. No, that's cool. But a lot of you are having a lot of single random sex because you're actually not happy and comfortable in your singleness, but you think you are because you're having sex and you're masking it and mixing the two. And they are not one in the same necessarily. Your singleness is important because your singleness is what sets you up for your partnership. In my opinion, it is more important to be single than it is to be married. Why? Because singleness is your foundation, as I said, for your partnership and your marriage. And mind you, everyone doesn't aspire to marriage. And that's okay. Some people have no intention of walking down down an aisle and getting a license and being legally married to someone. And that's okay. But just because you don't plan on getting married doesn't mean that you plan on staying single for the rest of your life. So this is not about talking about preparing you just for marriage. This is about preparing you for a healthy, sustainable, replenishing, nourishing relationship. Your singleness is not a curse. Your singleness is your foundation for your partnership, your long-term partnership, whatever that might be and look like for you. Understand that without a foundation, the entire building collapses. And in this case, we use building as a metaphor for the relationship that you want. Many people want to be married or many people want to be up on somebody's son. I see that a lot all over Instagram and Twitter and the social media world. It's me and this is me and someone's son. And this is how I'm trying to be with someone's son or or, or with someone's daughter. This is what I'm trying to be like. And what you need to understand is that you can be like that with someone's son, but if you you want it to be long-term and not temporary, if you want it to sustain, you're going to need to understand that the foundation that you need to be with somebody's son starts with you. As some of you know, and some of you don't, I am a married woman and I have been married now nine years. 2020 will be a decade for me that I have been married. And I have learned a lot in the last 10 years. I feel like I got married early and I wasn't ready for marriage. I was not. I thought I was because I was told that um, I was going to go to hell for shacking up. And I was told that since we were already shacking up, we might as well do it. Mm-hmm. Now you know why I can't stand that meet me at the altar in your white dress, jagged edge nonsense. Because for me, it feeds in and perpetuates the narrative that we might as well get married because there's nothing better to do. And we are already out here shacking up and possibly ruining each other's lives. So we might as well make the ruining, the ruining of each other's lives legal. Uh, back to me. I want you to understand that almost a decade in, I am just learning how to be a wife now. I want you to understand that before my marriage started to improve me as a being, it exposed me. Let me slow it down. Let me rewind really quick. My marriage exposed me for the unhealed, traumatic, flaw-filled, unrealistic expectation-setting girl in an adult woman's body that I was, okay? My marriage exposed all of the gunk and the junk from my childhood traumas that I carried like a badge of honor into my marriage. That is what my marriage did for me before it elevated me. Before it improved me, it ripped me open. It ripped me to shreds. It put on front street 
everything that I needed to work on and deal with and uncover and reveal and heal or pain manage before I should have ever been in to a relationship. And what many people don't understand is this whole narrative about my better half or the uh, we come together and we become one is nonsense. Okay. I should be my soulmate. I should be the love of my life and I should be my better half and I should be whole. And when he is whole, we come together and make two. We are telling people and selling people the narrative that we are coming together half assed to make one. And that's okay. And that's how I stepped into my marriage, not understanding that because I was only half of who I was, I should not have been seeking anyone but myself. My foundation was, (laughs) it was nowhere near sturdy. Okay. The three little bears could have knocked my foundation of who I was down. My self-esteem, I thought I had it. It wasn't there. My self-worth, my self-value. I didn't even know what self-love was. I didn't even know what that phrase was. I had actually had never heard it when I got married 10 years ago. I didn't know what self anything was. Okay. That was an indicator to me now in hindsight that I shouldn't have gotten married. But these are things that I did not know. So I'm telling you because I wish someone would have told me. This is not me saying that marriage is terrible. This ma- Let me tell you something. Marriage can be a beautiful, lovely experience. And not just marriage. Again, long-term partnership can be a beautiful, amazing, fun, uh, pleasure-filled, exciting experience. But one of the reasons I wanted to talk about marriage and why I often talk about it now and sometimes have my husband Denisio shoots on the podcast or on my videos and on my social media page is because I feel like there needs to be more reality with black love. And I feel like, and I don't mean reality shows on BH1. I mean, real life reality of what it takes, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it smells like, what it feels like to be married to, you know, someone who is around your age bracket. And even if they're not in your age, they look like you or resemble someone, you know, they have uh, some similarities to you in your life or your friends or so forth and so on. I don't feel like we have representation when it comes to being married or being in a long-term relationship and being a black woman or a black man or an Afro-Latina or a brown person or a Guinean as he is. I don't feel like we're represented. We have under-representation. And I feel like every time there's a couple that does represent um, us, they only represent one side. They are always jovial and fun and they don't really show like, how do you heal after an argument, how do you speak to each other when you're mad at each other? How do you move on? How do you do this? How do you do that instead of always having great, amazing, funny videos with their wives or, you know, something devastating like cheating scandals like love and hip hop does? I feel like there's nothing in between. And I feel like this show and what I represent and what Denisio shoots represent is the in between. We're not always laughing and joking and performing great skits for you on Instagram. And then we're not on love and hip hop having cheating scandals and babies. We're just normal people in between literally just trying to figure it out every day. And I feel like that's who you are. We're regular, regular people 
who are trying to figure it out every day. And I didn't have a platform like this to help me figure it out while I was having my unhealed traumas, flaws, and unrealistic expectations exposed through my marriage. What I want you to understand is that you have to maximize your singleness. Your singleness, again, is not a curse. I know you want to be with somebody's son, and I know you want to be with somebody's daughter, but your singleness is not a burden. It is not a curse, and you have to change your narrative around how you view your singleness. You have to understand that there's a difference between lonely and being alone. A lot of you are saying that you are lonely or you're alone when it's one or the other, right? Alone is when you're literally by yourself without people. Lonely is a feeling. You can be in a room with a thousand people and still feel lonely. So there's a difference. Are you alone or are you lonely? And either one is really an invitation for you to really get to know yourself. Yes, we are bred to connect. We are here to connect as humans. We are here to connect with other humans. But often we lead with our labias and our penises in hopes that that is the connection. I know many people right now who are divorced or separated. And the one thing that they say that they did enjoy from each other was we had great sex. I never had a problem in the sex area. No, that wasn't ever our problem. And I find it fascinating fascinating that the majority of people who were together who had great sex are no longer together. Why? Because those sex is important in a relationship. There is too much emphasis put on sex and not enough emphasis put on communication, put on trust, put on intimacy, put on financial stability, put on emotional, mental, and spiritual healing. There is not enough emphasis put on any of those things, but too much emphasis put on how he make you feel in the bedroom and her make you feel in the bedroom and them. This is a time to become the version of yourself that you want to be. This is the time you should be dating. Let me stop right there. You owe no one your monogamy. If you are single, okay, if you are single, and my definition of single means you are not married and you are not in a committed relationship with both of you, agree that you are monogamous, not thinking, not I'm assuming that he's my man and I'm assuming that she's my girl. No, when you have a clear understanding and a dialogue with each other, will you be my man? Are you my girlfriend? I don't want you seeing anybody else. Is that okay with you? And I don't want you to see anybody else. I would like to build something with you and only you. Other than that, you are single. If you are not married and you are not all fianced and you did not have the conversation that this is solely a relationship for just you two, then you are single. You own no one. And I mean no one. Your monogamy. That is not a pass and a license to be out here thotting and bopping if that's not who you want to be. Because you're not going to be out here talking about the life architect told me to go out here and part my magical thighs to everybody that come my way because I am single. No. What the life architect is telling you to do is to date and pray and travel and spend some time alone. Spend some time with God. Spend some time with your friends. What singleness allows you to do is nurture your relationship with yourself and other people. Because what you guys don't understand understand is that when you get married or into those long-term relationships, your focus, your number one focus, okay, is about that relationship. It is not supposed to be kids first and then husband and wife. No, it is husband and wife first and then kids and then in-laws and everybody and friendships and everybody else. The order is the household, the head of the households are supposed to take care of each other before anybody else can be taken care of. 
And your focus goes into that relationship. So this is the time while you are single to nurture, develop, and and build the foundation of your friendships, of your professional relationships. This is the time where you can do everything that you want to do. This is a time where you don't realize that you don't have to consider someone else every time you want to make a decision. Every time someone tells me they want a man or a girl, every time someone tells me they want to get married, I'm like, do you understand that right now this is the best time to be what people like to call selfish, but I like to call self-full? Right now is when you're not worried about Do I have to let someone know that I'm changing direction of my day? Do you understand? We have a routine every single day, me and my husband. He goes to work and he comes home, vice versa, unless I have something to do. But most, for the most part, we have a routine. Anytime I need to deviate from that routine, I have to let him know. Out of respect that I want to let him know so that he's not worried. When I was single, I didn't have to let anybody know where I was going or where I was at. When you are single, you don't have a responsibility to anybody for anything other than yourself. When you are in a committed relationship, especially when you are in a marriage, a trip, a girl's trip, this has to be notified to your spouse or your long-term partner. Boys night out, you got to let her or him know and see if they're okay with that. These are things that people don't realize. These are things that people don't pay attention to because they're so quick trying to be with somebody's son. But somebody's son might not want you to go with your friends no more because he thinks she a hoe. Somebody's son might not like the fact that you don't like to tell people where you at because you believe that you don't have to have nobody clocking you. Somebody's son might not want his wife in clubs no more. Somebody's son might not like a boozy brunch because he don't like girls that drink. Somebody's son may have restrictions and expectation that your single self didn't have to worry about. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Even if you don't, it's all right. It might not be for you, but if you know somebody is for, feel free to forward this episode to them and let them hear it and let the, let the, let the spirit move them, okay? Let it sizzle up in their spirit. What we need to stop doing is focusing on potential versus capacity. I say this all the time because we sit there and we romanticize potential of someone's son or daughter. We want to sit up there and pretend like his potential means that he will end up being everything that you need when you don't understand that you need to be everything that you need. Because if you were everything that you need, you wouldn't be worried about potential. You would be focused solely on the capacity about what the person that you want will be bringing to the table. And you will be attracting and not chasing potential, but you will be attracting capacity only. Oh, my, my, my. I don't know if you guys even even I'm talking to young Stephanie. I ain't even talking to you at this point. I'm talking to younger Stephanie who was so focused on being married and having a ring and a wedding. Child, y'all out here worrying about the one day when your fancy beauty products are going to be beat for the gods and that lace is going to be melted to your head and that far high and waist trainer going to have you with an hourglass shape and you going to be in a snatch dress and y'all going to have a cute dance routine at your reception and the food going to be good and the photography and y'all gonna have a million likes on the gram because your wedding was popping honey when that wedding is over and that honeymoon is over the cohabitating begins and even if you lived with him or her before let me tell you there is an energy shift after the legalities take place after the wedding and after the honeymoon I'm here to give you a real live word. There is an energy shift that changes 
once you legally do something. I don't know what it is. And if it's just me, it's just me. I don't have to generalize and force it on every married couple or every uh, committed couple. But I'm just letting you know, for me, there was an energy shift. It was real. It was real, real. It was real, 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 real. Why? Because marriage isn't just a piece of paper like people like to say. No, ma'am, no, sir. It is not. And every time someone says that, I'm just ready to just like, let me sit you down and school you because marriage is more than just a piece of paper. Marriage means there will be responsibilities under the law, which includes legal protection and financial obligations. There are risks involved when it comes to marriage. But women, let me tell you something. Women, we invest when we decide to spend our prime golden years with a man or another woman, when we decide to have a man's children or have children with another woman, this is a sacrifice and a potential loss for our income. And no one will tell you that, but I'm going to tell you that here. What we fail to realize is again, our prime years are, 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 are given to a relationship and we're trained this way. We're trained to give our prime years to a man in marriage and getting a house and settling down and having his big headed babies. But what we don't realize is those prime years is the, is the foundation. I mean, you can build your foundation at any time, but those prime years are prime foundation building times when you're less tired, when you got energy, when you're agile, when you're creative the most, when you're moving and you're shaking and we sit there and give this coveted time to somebody's son. People act like marriage is not a risk and that marriage doesn't have effects on everyone, especially the women. Men do not carry children. Men do not bear children. Men are not the main factor in a lot of things when it comes to marriage, but women are. And I need you to understand. I need you to understand that if marriage or long-term relationships is something that you want, that is perfectly okay. This is not an episode to deter you from those things. This is an episode to prepare you for those things. I want you to understand that men, many men, I can't say all, many men know that marriage is more than just a piece of paper, which is why men and boys are typically not influenced to get married. Actually, they're discouraged from marriage from their mothers and women who raised them. I often say that girls are raised and boys are loved. The boys are taught to be independent. Go explore, go live your life. Don't settle down so quick. You ain't got to have just one girlfriend. Go out there, be a gigolo with lots of dough. Go explore. Go use your prom years for prom things. Women are not. Girls are raised. We are taught we got to be independent. We got to make our own money. We got to know how to cook. We got to know how to clean. We got to know how to sew. We got to know, we got to know, we got to know. We got to know all this stuff because we have to give our prime years to somebody's son. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm overselling the narratives to telling little girls that their worth and their value is strictly tied to who they end up being with. I'm overtelling girls that no matter what they accomplish academically, emotionally, mentally, financially, and spiritually, that it really doesn't matter not if they choose not to get married or if they choose not to have a baby. I'm really overselling this disgusting, toxic narrative to our girls and to to our boys because even though we're not saying it to our boys the reason they believe this and not all of them of course I'm not broad stroking I'm not generalizing not all girls not all boys but the reason the majority of men and boys believe this is because they hear this is what we've been told and they overhear this and they absorb this and they believe that this is how it's supposed to be they are literally told to go sow their royal oats while we sit and wait 
in our prime years for them to come finish having fun out of their prime years. Do you see how warped this is? Do you see why your singleness is not a curse? Your singleness is your prime time. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm going to ask again to really have to consider someone else's needs every time you have to make a move or a decision, be it big or small. Are you ready to inherit someone else's emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial needs? Are you ready for in-laws? Let me tell you something. Everybody doesn't have the same experience. Some people get into marriage and long-term relationships and it's like raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. But no amount of money guarantees that your wedding or your marriage or your long-term relationship will be that rosy. One of the reasons I love Red Table Talk so much with Jada Pinkett, her mom, and Willow is because Jada is so real, and so is Will. They have been so real about marriage and how hard it has been and how much work it has taken and how many professionals, therapists, spiritualists, and people they have seen to help them get this far and how many times they were on the brink of, you know, separation of some sort. And he was like, hell no, we going to figure it out. How many times they have been distant. And in, even though they were still married, they were not together and living in the same house. They are so real about what it takes to have a sustainable marriage. And I feel like, I feel like more people should talk about it. I feel like you need to understand that if they knew how you knew that you really were, would they want to be married to you? Let me slow that down. Hold on. If they knew who you were, how you do, would they really want to be married to you? Because see, here's the thing. Now that you dating and hanging out and y'all meeting up in cities and Airbnb and it, or he coming to your house and she coming to your house, he or she still doesn't live there. So they're able to wear their representative mask for the duration of your stay together, right? But when you live together... When you live together, unless you live in a mansion and acres where you can literally go on one side of the land and he can go on the other, when you can have your little secrets, okay, when you can pick your nose in private, right, when you can do all these things that you do alone, when you can snatch your wig off for those of you who don't like for men to see you undone, when you can sit there and pick the hair on your balls like you do when you're on the couch when you're living alone because nobody's there to see you. There are things physically, spiritually, mentally, financially, and emotionally that you do alone as a single person that you cannot hide when you are in a long-term cohabitating marriage or committed long-term relationship. Ain't no hiding. If you live in New York, chances are you live in a square box that you pay too much for, right? Ain't no hiding in a 550 square foot apartment. Ain't no hiding. Ain't no hiding. You could do your best, but you're going to be exhausted. Your marriage will expose you. Are you ready for the expose? Are you ready to be exposed? Are you ready to remove your singleness? Your singleness is not a burden. Your singleness is not a curse, nor is marriage. Housing ever. Your singleness is here to help you build the foundation for that marriage. Are you as comfortable in your skin as you claim you are? Are you as confident as you claim you are? Are you as secure as you claim you are? Your marriage is going to test all of that and not just with another woman or another man. It's going to test you with the work schedule. It's going to test you when the kids come and they need all the focus. It's going to test you with the in-law. It's going to test you when holiday season come around because do we choose your family or mine? Do we merge the families? Do they get along? I want to be with my mama. You want to be with yours. But we weren't your mama last time. It's time for my mama. What about my dad? It's my daddy's birthday. It's the same weekend as your dad. Father's Day was with your dad last year. What about my dad? What about 
all of the logistics that you don't have to think about come Turkey Day. What about all of the logistics you don't have to think about with something as simple as decor? Oh, yes. People fight and get divorced over what paint color we going to put up on this here wall. Mm-hmm. What bed sheets we going to get? You don't know what a thread count is. No, 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 no. I need 20 pillows in bed. Well, I only like two. That's ridiculous. What you going to do all that for? You Who going to make that every day? What about the cleanliness of your home? She's a slob. I'm a neat person. It drives me crazy. I can't stand her. It's not going to work. Have you ever thought that how you keep your home might have to change because someone else's needs need to be considered? Have you ever thought that singleness allows you not to have to compromise? Are you ready to compromise? Huh? Are you ready to really merge your money? Ooh, child, let me tell you. People think infidelity is the number one cause of divorce when in fact financial difficulty and financial reasons and not understanding and being on the same page about money is the number one reason for divorce and separation. (sighs) Your singleness is not a curse, beloved. Mm -mm. Your singleness is not a curse. Your singleness is not a curse. I'm going to keep saying it until you understand what I'm saying. Your singleness doesn't make you unworthy. Your singleness doesn't make you unvaluable. Your singleness doesn't make you ugly. Your singleness doesn't make you unattractive. Your singleness does not make you less than. Your singleness does not make you the bottom of the barrel. Your singleness does not make you unseen. Your singleness does not make you anything other than the beautiful soul unicorn that you are. Because let me tell you something, just because they married and whoever your relationship goals are doesn't mean that they're happy. And even if they're happy, they're happy by their standards and expectations. That doesn't mean if you were in that same relationship that you would be happy. Relationships are customizable. Relationships are customizable. And what might work for your relationship goals on Instagram might not work for you. You have to understand that your singleness, your singleness Your singleness should be your relationship goals if that is the status of your relationship, single. What is relationship goals? Who I am right now. That's what my relationship goals are. Not who they are, but who I am. My relationship goals are building the foundation for who I will be as a woman, as a wife, as a husband, as a partner. That is my relationship goals. Not who you are and who I want to be just like you. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. You don't know. You don't know. You ready for better or for worse? Oh, and I mean for worse. And I'm not talking about for worse like, oh, he lost his job, which is a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Let me tell you, none of us are guaranteed a payday. None of us are guaranteed a payday. Companies close all the time. Companies get purchased and bought out all the time. Companies merge all the time. Hirings and firings happens all the time. And when a man is not able to provide, honey, you want to talk about a strain on your relationship. Mm, mm, mm. You ready to have vaginal dryness in your marriage? You ready to have menopause? You ready to have a yeast infection in your marriage in a, in a relationship where sex can't be had as frequently as it was when you were just dating? You ready to have a a dry spell? You ready to lose some of your moisture? You ready to can't be able to not get it up, sir, and have to now take a pill? Yeah, because stuff like that, you're talking about for better or for worse. You're talking about death. You ready for a death in the family? You ready for someone's mom to pass, someone's dad to pass? You ready to be that emotional support that that person needs? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You ready to forgive? And I don't mean forgive by the surfacey definition that people have today. I'm talking about forgive where you don't keep score. 
Mm, I'm talking about forgive where you don't keep score. I'm talking about forgive and not do tit for tat. I'm talking about forgive and still perform as a spouse, as a long-term partner without a grudge. You ready for that? You ready to communicate past your pain? You ready to speak from a healed place? You ready to go to therapy and marriage counseling if necessary? I recommend it before every long-term relationship gets deep. I wish we would have done it, but we are in counseling now and we've gone to therapy later in the years. But in hindsight... That 2020 sharp hindsight, we would have gone first to even see if we should get married. Are you ready to expose yourself? Are you ready to see what you really have to work on? Are you ready? Are you ready not just to make somebody breakfast, lunch, and dinner or make somebody come or fold their clothes or go on couples dates or go to dinner? Are you ready for the day to day, in and out, out and in, in and out? aspects of long-term relationships and marriage. I suggest you get ready by enjoying your singleness. How do you enjoy your singleness? Let's be solution-driven. Understand that enjoying your singleness can mean that you just understand that you can fill your life with things that are about you and actually make you happy without having to worry about what makes someone else happy. If you're happy and you're single, there's no reason for you to push yourself into a relationship just because society expects you to do so. Just because society says at this age you should. Don't let society, and that includes your family and friends, should all over you. Don't don't let them should all over you. Where's your man? Where's your baby? Every time you go to an event, you ain't got no man yet. Where's your man? Where's your baby? I would rebut by asking, why is my wholeness in this moment not enough for you? I'm going to say it again. Anyone come to you and ask you, where's your man, your girl, your wife, your baby? Where's your partner? You ain't married yet. What's going on with you? I don't even care if it's your mama or your great grandmother. Mama, big mama, Medea, why is my wholeness in this moment not enough for you? Boom, boom. And don't put an LOL in it. Don't laugh. Don't smile. Stand in your statement. Stand in your confidence, secure. I am worthy as I am in this moment, whole as my individual being. Stand in that and allow them to feel all of that confidence, all of that worthiness in that statement and keep it pushing. When you're single and you get to know yourself, there's something really gratifying about knowing that you're not being swept along with the crowd just because society says so. You're being true to yourself. You're getting to know yourself. You're going on dates for yourself and you're doing life on your own terms. That is a beautiful thing. You are living to be true to yourself and doing your due diligence to love yourself and like yourself. Oh yes, because everybody out here talking about that self-love, but nobody talking about liking yourself. Would you marry you if you weren't you? Would you date you if you weren't you? Would you court you if you weren't you? Would you have a family if that's what you want with you if you weren't you? And not on the surface. I'm talking about dig on those late nights when that baby ain't ain't sleeping and it's three o'clock in the morning. You're agitating, you're groggy. When you're over the routine of this marriage, when things are getting boring, would you still date you in the muck and the mire of the version of you that is not on the gram, that has no filter attached Oftentimes what people don't understand is once you get coupled up, there are expectations. You know, you move in, you get married. Some people have babies. And even if you don't do all those things, you're still constantly fighting against, again, I'm going to say this again and again and again, societal expectations. Ah, I cannot deal with societal expectations. Here's the thing. When you're single, 
you're not following the script of societal expectations. You write your own script. And this is what I mean about attracting. You're not chasing someone else. You're writing the your own script and your own narrative for your own life. And you're attracting someone who then will write their script for their own life. And your two chapters and your two books merge together. And it just becomes a great read. When you're single, you have fewer responsibilities and this can be amazing. Oh my God, let me tell you. When you're single, you pretty much just have to worry about yourself. And I actually believe that some people are meant to be single. And I believe that a lot of people are miserable in relationships, even if they have a great guy or they have a great girl, because they are not meant to be in relationships. And I'm not necessarily talking about meant to be monogamous. I'm talking about meant to cohabitate in a way where someone else is their responsibility and vice versa. I really believe that a lot of marriages do not work because people are forcing themselves to be cohabitating partners when they are not those beings internally and they're listening to the society pressure. So I want you to assess yourself while you're single and understand that there are fewer responsibilities and pressures when you are single that you might not have to deal with if you you know, stay single and don't get into a relationship. I already told you that you get to design your own life and you get to nurture and have other relationships flourish because you are not with someone else. This is a time for you to decide what you want to do with your career. If you want to jump ship, you want to get a new degree, you want to move to another city, continent, state, country, place. You want to go backpacking across Europe for a year or two. You want to explore. This is the time to do so. You owe no one your monogamy if you are single. You are better than allowing society, and again, society includes the pressure from your family to tell you that your singleness is a bad thing, that your singleness is a burden, that your singleness is a curse. You are better than not loving, liking, honoring yourself enough to understand that your singleness is actually a beautiful foundational place that you are in. You are better than believing that someone else will make you whole and complete. You are better than believing that being in a serious relationship or marriage is the only way way to find happiness. You are better than believing that the only way to feel loved and deserving and worthy and seeing is to be in a relationship. You are better than believing that your singleness is a curse. You are better than believing that your singleness is a curse. You are better than believing that your singleness is a curse. You are better, my beautiful soul unicorn, than believing that your singleness is a curse or a burden. You are better than believing that your singleness is a curse or a burden. You are better than believing that your singleness is a curse or a burden. You're better than. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of I Said No, the podcast. If you're looking for me, you can find me anytime on my website at blcny.org. That's blcny.org. There you can book your coaching conversation sessions, your group parties with a purpose, or you can buy my merch, or you can sign up for anything that I have going on on my mailing list and so much more. I am so grateful for your listen. I hope that you enjoy your summer and I hope that you come back to listen to new episodes of I Said No, the podcast.